When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I think, you know, the cloud cover is in this morning. We're hoping for those early wickets and, you know, the tail hang around and, and put a good score on the board. And um, I guess we're not quite in the position we'd like to be, but... Well, that was Alex Carey speaking after a thrilling day at the Gabba. Yes, the this is the wrap of the second day from the second test between Australia and the West Indies. You're listening to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm Menes, and I'm wrapping up the day solo this evening. And it was an absolutely seesawing contest on this public holiday in Australia. Huge crowd at the Gabba, and they witnessed 12 wickets for 347 runs. Terrific stuff. And the day started, well, it sort of ended yesterday when this news was announced that Pat Cummins has won the Sir Gary Sobers Trophy and been named the ICC International Cricketer of 2023. So Pat Cummins getting the highest honour in international cricket after winning the World Test Championship as skipper, then retaining the Ashes, then going on to win the 50-over World Cup. So terrific stuff. Congratulations to Pat Cummins. Nick Hockley, the CEO of Australian Cricket, was on SEN Radio before play today talking about the Australia Day fiasco that has engulfed Cricket Australia. Uh, they actually ended up um, changing their approach and they did mention Australia Day, but they did also say that it's a day that means different things to different people. And they went through a full sort of welcome to country service um, before play um, so in the end, they handled it pretty well. You know, it is a, it is a great public holiday. Um, it's great, great crowd at the Gabba there, tw- a record crowd of 29,000. So terrific turnout. And uh, don't want to get too political, but clearly this day um, is fraught for so many people, um, despite, um, you know, people wanting to celebrate the greatest country in the world. Nick Hockley also said that the cricket outrated the Australian Open for the first day of the day-night test. So that's um, just 
shows how popular cricket is at the moment. We saw huge crowds turn up for the Big Bash. Ratings have been through the roof for the, the Big Bash. And now, you know, the Test cricket ratings are just continuing to be very strong. So, yep, cricket outrating the tennis. Love to see that. And congratulations to Pat Cummins. Well, getting down to play on the Gabba. The West Indies started the day at 8 for 266, and they batted right through that first hour without losing a wicket. Um, the, the, set, the debutante Sinclair was dropped off green on 30. Uh, that was off Pat Cummins um, at fourth slip. So you don't see Cameron Green dropping many. So that gave Sinclair an early life. And, and yes, they got through the first hour, but then the breakthrough was achieved with a run out. Um, Roach um, set off for a quick single. He was sent back by Sinclair. He was run out. And then soon after, Sinclair brought up his maiden first class, sorry, his maiden test 50 on test debut. So he made 50 off 97 deliveries. And then he was out, though, next ball off Nathan Lyon. He seemed to get a little bit emotional after. I think he hit a six to bring up his 50. Uh, his, as I said, his first 50 in test cricket. But then, yeah, he seemed a bit emotional, overbalanced on a defensive shot. And although Kerry fumbled the line delivery, he whipped the bails off and that ended the West Indies innings. So they started on eight for 266 and added 45 this morning to get to 311. Pretty handy total in the end after being five for 64 to get all the way up to 311. You know, the contributors, Hodge yesterday was 71, De Silva 79 yesterday, and then Sinclair with 50 today and Azari Joseph with 32 last night. So um, the wicket takers for Australia, Stark four for 82, Hazelwood two for 38, Cummins one for 76, Lyon two for 81. And, uh, yeah, they took all the wickets between them because there was the run out. And then the Australian innings started. And it was about half an hour up uh, up until the first break. And at the end of the first over, uh, Roach got one past Smith's defences. There was a huge appeal for LBW. It was given not out. The West Indies referred it. And it was hitting... Um, pretty much middle of middle, all three reds. So at the end of the first over, Australia were in licorice all sorts at six for one. And, um, yeah, the ball seemed from Roach seemed to keep a little low. It just skidded on and Smith moved across his stumps and was beaten as we've seen so often on the inside. Um, they showed a graphic on, I think Fox cricket, and it seemed to sort of show that Smith was kind of falling across the delivery. I think he'd tell you the ball kept a little low, and it did look to just skid on. Maybe that's uh, Roach's natural trajectory sometimes. But, yeah, he was out. Then next over, um, Marnus Labashain was out to Aljari Al Joseph when the debutante Sinclair took an absolutely stunning catch at four slip, diving away to his right. And that meant Australia was had lost two wickets in the first two overs and they were two for 11. Green and Kawaja stayed together for a little while, but then Green, uh, when he was on eight, just before lunch, just popped one um, off the bowling of Roach to mid-off, just sort of a check drive on the up and hit it straight to the West Indies skipper Brathwaite. So that left straight three for 24 and in trouble. Out came Travis Head and he's done it so often, often before, I think. I was expecting him to peel off a, a counter-attacking innings, but first ball, he just feathered one down the leg side off Roach. Uh, 
De Silva took a good catch down the leg side and Roach had two in two and Australia were four for 24 at lunch. So in absolute um, all sorts. So out um, out came Kawaja and Mitch Marsh to resume after the lunch break. And Marsh was out pulling one to mid on, just um, flew up in the air. And that was Australia's fifth wicket. He was out for 21, just as he was getting going. He hit three fours and a six. And Australia at this stage were five for 54, as opposed to the West Indies, who were five for 64. So the West Indies were loving it at this stage. But I guess, you know, if you look at the West Indies innings, um, the ball, once the ball went a bit soft, it became easy to batting. And although it was earlier in the Australian innings that they lost five wickets, uh, I think you could see the, the ball did start to lose its zip. So then there was a bit of luck. When Alex Carey was on eight, a ball from Shamar Joseph got past him and just flicked the bales, but they didn't come off. So Carey survived, and then he went on to play a beautiful counter-attacking innings. Uh, Carey was hitting some lovely cover drives. He was um, playing his cross the cross-bat shots, off, especially off his hip, really nicely. And he went to... A, a test half century of just 38 balls. So that was his seventh test half century. He ended up making 65 or 49 deliveries, but it was the perfect counter-attacking innings in the situation. Australia was scoring at almost six and over. So although they were losing wickets, they were scoring quickly. Carey and Kawaja put on 96 runs between them. Um, but then Carey was out. Um, heading up to the tea break, caught by Chandipal off Joseph for 65. Then Stark edged one off Aljari Joseph and was caught behind uh, for two. So Australia lost two wickets um, just before the tea break, meaning they lost uh, three wickets in the middle session of the day, but they scored 137 runs. So at the tea break or dinner break in the day night, test they were seven for 161 after just 30 overs so as i said scoring a five and a half and over but seven down so after the tea break there was a good counter attacking innings by cummins and usman kawaja they put on a 61 run partnership before kawaja was out for 75 uh, Good innings from him after being awarded the ICC Test Player of the Year. He hit it off 131 deliveries with 10 fours and just held the innings together. And then Cummins um, brought up his third Test half century. And it was in his 60th Test and his first Test half century skipper. And I was just thinking recently, looking at his record, uh, for someone that's played as many tests as he had, who's so capable with the bat, he hasn't, in my opinion, made enough Test half centuries. Um, so he, he brought up his third one there. And, you know, if you look at someone like Mitchell Stark, he's got over 10 test half centuries. And I think Cummins and Stark are about the same uh, ability, have about the same ability with the bat. So really good to see Cummins actually uh, make a, a really good score here. And yeah, some irony in his, um, you know, he ended up going on to make his highest test score. Some irony in him doing it on Australia Day, having his best day with the bat in test cricket. And, um, yeah, he played really well. 64 with eight boundaries and one six, scoring at a strike rate of almost um, 90. So, And he and Lyon um, put together 47 for the ninth wicket. Um, but then Lyon was out, uh, caught behind for 19 
after their 47-run partnership. And so Australia was nine for 289. There was about 40 minutes of play left, and, and Cummins declared. So he, he trotted off 64, not out. Third top scorer, Alex Carey was 65, was the second top scorer, and Kawaji was 75, the top scorer. For the West Indies, uh, Kimo Roach, 11 overs, 3 for 47. That devastating spell just before the first break. Azari Joseph, 4 for 84. He looks a great cricketer. can hit the ball a long way and bolts rockets. Shamar Joseph didn't quite have the success he had last week. The Adelaide Oval, 1 for 56. And then Sinclair, uh, the debutant, um, 1 for 53. He actually got Kawaja out um, for his first test wicket. Um, he broke that partnership between um, Cummins and Kawaja and uh, Kawaja edged one to first slip and uh, Sinclair did a full, I think, forward somersault. I'm no gymnastics expert, but he, he did a full flip. Um, it was like he'd scored a goal in the World Cup or something. It coach's nightmare watching that. You'd be thinking, please don't hurt yourself. But yeah, um, great counter-attacking stuff from Australia's lower order, those partnerships of, you know, 96, um, then 61, and then 47, got Australia up to 289, and they just trailed the West Indies by 22. So Cummins declared with 40 minutes to go, hoping maybe Australia could get a few wickets. As I said, a huge crowd in there, 29,216, and they would have been hoping that um, Australia could get a few wickets under lights. And I was sort of thinking, what what sort of par? And I thought, the West Indies can get out of this 40-minute session with the pink ball only losing two wickets. They'll have done well. Well, at the end of the fifth over, Steve Smith dropped a bit of a sitter at second slipped off Craig Brathwaite. That was off the bowling of Mitchell Stark. So that was one chance gone, gone down for the Aussies. And then just as it looked like the West Indies were going to get through to Stumps wicketless, Hazelwood drew Chander Paul forward on the defence and got the the slightest edge through to the wicketkeeper, Alex Carey. The umpire gave it not out, but they referred it upstairs and... It was just the faintest feather um, as it went past the the edge on um, the Snicko. So the umpire changed his decision. Chanderpaul was out. That left the West Indies 1 for 13 at Stumps, leading by 35. Uh, Craig Brathwaite is 3 not out. Hazelwood has the figures of 1 for 2. And just a scintillating day's cricket. Here's Alex Carey talking a bit more about his innings of 65 of 49 deliveries. Here he is speaking to ABC Radio. Yeah, um, West Indies bowled beautifully up front with the new ball. Um, got it moving. There was some seam there. There was some swing and they put it in the right areas. And, you know, in the sheds, we're, we're pretty calm unit there. And, you know, Uzi played well and we tried to, I guess, bat around him and... Um, I guess to, to bring the total back to you know a deficit of about 20, I, I think you're, you're pretty happy after seeing those early wickets. But, um, yeah, calm sheds. We, we still believe we're in any game of cricket and um, it'll be an exciting start tomorrow. Yeah, terrific stuff from Alex Carey. Fine innings from him and a scintillating counter-attack. All right, so I guess that's it from my wrap of um, day two from the Gabba. A great day for the West Indies. It looked like they might get a sizable lead at one stage, but Australia fought back. And both first innings have so many similarities with early wickets against the new ball and then the lower order um, fighting back. And West Indies getting just over 300, Australia just under 300, even though they declared nine down. So it sort of comes down to the second innings now. And 
Look, if the West Indies can bat well on this third morning and, and set a target for Australia, you know, anywhere around that 250 mark, it, it could be tricky. The Steve Smith experiment hasn't worked yet. I think it's too early to draw a line through it for sure, but, you know, it hasn't worked yet. Cameron Green hasn't settled at number four yet. So there's a few question marks in the Australian top order. So, you know, if, if the West Indies can set them a decent little chase in the fourth innings, you never know. We could be about to witness a famous, famous victory. You know, Australia haven't been able to win um, all five tests um, in a summer for the last couple of years. So, um, you know, they're desperately trying to do that this summer. And uh, the West Indies uh, are just putting a bit of spanner in the works here. It was a, a wonderfully spirited performance. I thought they the West Indies fielded very well. Um, they didn't drop many chances. They, they sort of, um, you know, just had great spirit with the ball, especially um, Alzari Joseph, you know, kept running in and um, bowling aggressively and backed up by the experienced Roach. So we just saw a tremendous day's um, test cricket. Runs, as I said, almost 350 runs in the day, um, thir- 12 wickets. So it had, it had everything. So tune in to day three tomorrow and I'll be back to wrap it up. And you never know, maybe Gav will join me. The, the lazy bastard keeps falling asleep. Um, but that's it from the Gabba. Uh, the second day's play is done and dusted. The West Indies have nine wickets in hand. They lead by 35. The big question is, can they set Australia a challenging target? <laughs> This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.